Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pranil. And every week we get together, we listen to great video game music from all generations and all consoles, and we have a great time doing it. Sometimes. There have been some times where the great times weren't so great. <laughs> they were kind of stressful. But we persevered for the music. Back in Alt 4 when we played Atari. <laughs> all those blips and bloops. I uh, couldn't do it. Anyway, uh, real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to talk again about the convention Too Many Games, the classic gaming expo, or just gaming expo, in the greater Philadelphia area. It's in Oaks, Pennsylvania, at the greater Philadelphia Expo Center. On June 25th at 10.30, uh, watch me and Purnell uh, stumble across our words and step on each other's toes and accidentally curse right in front of your eyes. Accident, yeah, that, that's what they say. <laughs> It's always an accident. Nah, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll BS. We'll make something up. It'll be a good time. I promise. And there may even be a little competitive aspect to it, too. So Yeah, we still have, we're still kind of pounding out some details, hitting it with a sledge. Oh, yeah. So, of course, if you got any ideas towards that, hit them up. Let us know. But otherwise, we'll be ready for some action. All right. Um, this is episode 8-7, and this is a little bit of a special one. We have... Um, if you go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, you can support the show. And we have a star supporter, Alex. And we invited Alex to join us because he is a fan of the show. Alex, thanks for coming on. Hey, how's it going, guys? Been all right. You know, as you noticed earlier, I got here a little bit on the late side because <laughs> got stuck at work and then... It's amazing you want to hit 90 on the interstate, but no one wants to hit 90 with you. So you're just kind of struggling to get around people, and the next thing you know, you're hopping Wawa curves. But hey, again, <laughs> it's for the music, and that's why we're here, and that's why I sped to get here on time. It's nice to have a guest who knows what Wawa is, right? You have a Wawa. Uh, we do not have Wawa, no. but I do know what Wawa is. Excellent. <laughs> they need to remedy that. Well, they are expanding in a, at a crazy rate lately, so they may well be coming out your way soon. Um, well, well, tell us, Alex, what what is some of your favorite video game music styles? Like, what was your favorite console for game music? Um, you know, that's a bit of a tough question. I mean, you know, I'm pretty much just down for anything. But if I was to pick a favorite. I'd probably, you know, go Super Nintendo. Nice, yeah. I appreciate that. There was a recent poll on a group of ours that actually I think you created, now I think about <laughs> it, where uh, that was the topic. I think you made the topic too! <laughs> no. Yeah, to me it was like Super Nintendo. As much as I like them all, Super Nintendo was the clear winner of that, of that bunch. No, I thought Genesis pulled ahead. You're wrong. Genesis does what Nintendo stupid... Pernell. What? Well, so you're telling me Genesis does less? No, no, Nintendo it's does very, more. very, very, very different. But no, absolutely. Super Nintendo's got some great, great tracks on them. I really like um, the the Zelda music. Um, anything from Hitoshi Sakamoto, like the Ogre Battle stuff. Pretty much RPG madness was what that system was about for music and me. And then, um, so this episode is all about Alex because we we thought that would be fun. So we asked Alex to bring some music. And then for each track that he plays, me and Purnell uh, selected music to accompany his track. 
So I don't know which way Purnell went. Uh, I think we both had similar ideas in the end, but I think it's going to be some fun. Do you have, do you have anything you want to like uh, uh, preface uh, before any of your tracks? Like any any reason you chose some of them? Uh, I mainly just chose you know whatever track, just because you know I really liked it, and also if I've played the game, then I could definitely talk about it. Cool. Yeah, that's that's Purnell's wheelhouse. I think Pernell knows all these games, although I know one of them for sure, and I'm real excited to talk about it. So let's just kick things off because music always gets us, um, gets the gears spinning. Does it? Um, some people have a hamster wheel. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, like. What, that's what's going on in this house. All right. So uh, of your tracks, which would you like to start off with? I think I'm going to start with the uh, the Hoodstopper boss battle theme from Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc. It was for the uh, PlayStation 2, Nintendo, GameCube, and Xbox. You're listening to the Hood Stomper boss theme music from the game Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc for the PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox, um, composed by Plume Leonard, Fred Leonard, and Loren Parisi. Maybe it's a Plume, Plume Leonard? I, I, don't, I don't know much about these composers. Um, but th- I, this song is awesome. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not usually able to get like heavy, big beat music in because Pernell likes the faster stuff. That's right. <laughs> but um, what, what what about this track that you like so much? I guess when I was playing the game, it just kind of 
it was just a surprise to hear. You know, you know the the boss gets introduced, and then you just start getting at it, and it's like, whoa, what? Like, what is this song that is playing? <laughs> now, Pernell, you know you know the Rayman series. I do, and I know that for some reason, I kind of want to go back and try this one again because I remember buying this and just getting angry and taking it back to the store. Um, this they did a major shift in gameplay style with Rayman 3. Not as much as Rayman 1 to Rayman 2, but they introduced... It, a, huh? Did they introduce this, the, 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 the power where he loses his sight? Well, no, that was the, that was from the first game. He's Rayman Charles? No, that's that's the first game. What about the one where he the, has the a, a family that cracks jokes at him and, and everybody loves him? Everybody, that, that, that never happened. Everybody loves Rayman? That never happened. You, how are you talking about? I'm all out of Rayman jokes. <laughs> you may continue. <laughs> Which is <laughs> Oh, everybody loves Rayman, except for that guy. I keep going. I'll come up with some more. <laughs> but, oh, um, Jesus crap. Anyway, so, like, they introduced the timed, I guess the timed power-up system in that game, where you got, like, the lockjaw ability, and it was, like, a weird, I was, like, a, can't remember if he was, like, a speedster or he had fight, but he had, like, a green jumpsuit or something. But... Something about that annoyed me back then because it wasn't what I was looking for in the game, and I ended up returning it. But I recently repurchased—I believe I repurchased it because it came out on the um, PSN network oh, okay. as a buy. And I wanted to give it another shot, but as life happens and games pile up, I haven't gone back to it yet. How would you feel it compares to the the earlier version, the 2D ones? I don't—I don't think the game is as good. Like in my honest opinion, it's actually my least favorite game. Hmm. In the entire series, but it's still a pretty good game. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. So you think I'll probably end up doing a little bit better if I make a revisit to it? Uh, probably. I mean, you know, you might you might kind of lighten up a little bit to it, but that's my hope. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe the lockjaw growing me. <laughs> well, then let's um, let let's keep this uh, ray of uh, man of sunshine. Stop it! Going on. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> no. All right. So, what did you pick to to match up with this track? Well, I was pretty specific when I went with his matchups. Basically, if he chose a game that was in a series that I liked, I took with another, went with another game from the same series, thinking, "Hey, this is a good excuse to lump a track in that I can't think of a topic for." So, <laughs> in this particular case, I went with Rayman One, and though there are other tracks I wanted to go with. I can fit those on the other episodes. So the one I decided to go with for sure is Picture. Was it? I think it's like Picture Pentathlon. You know, Painted Pentathlon. That darn name. I've been calling it Eraser Planes for the age for the longest <laughs> time. So when I learned the real name, it didn't stick. All right, let's. Uh, but let's... it's Painted Pentathlon from the game Rayman, the original OG, and it's composed by Ramy Gazel.
Welcome back. You just took a trick, or an attempt rather, at running a painted pentathlon. Composed by Raimi Gazel for the game Rayman, which was on every blasted 32-bit console known to man, practically. <laughs> PlayStation, Saturn, Jaguar, which I guess was actually supposedly 64-bit. Um, it was on Jaguar, I guess huh? that was, Yeah, that's yeah, where cool. it started. Oh, okay. That's the only reason I actually even wanted a Jaguar. Thankfully, I knew better. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Rayman 1 is probably one of the hardest platforms I've ever played. Um, really? But, oh, yeah. It's, looks can be so deceiving. Huh. It is a very challenging game. Um, you start off with no abilities, except for the ability to walk and jump, and then you acquire new abilities as you yeah, go. That would be hard to do a platformer without those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but once you, the more you start to get, the more jerkish they become with the level designs themselves. So you realize they can just kind of ramp it up to you on a bit, and eventually start to get levels where you have to walk. You're walking backwards. You have this is like a lot of like there's some auto scroll sections. There's a lot of nonsense that just goes on throughout the game, mm. but it's ultimately great. And the soundtrack for Rayman One, for as many Rayman games that have come out since then, they've never come close to even touching that. Mm. Rabbids or otherwise, this to me is the epitome of the Rayman soundtrack. Uh, it's got like a cool like uh, I'd say like an '80s fantasy movie, like during the credits. Yeah. No, like right before the credits and like everything's happy again like everything was dark and then everything got really happy which is funny you say that because this is probably one of the hardest levels in the game <laughs> but it's done so well it's a it's a basically a world composed of art supplies <laughs> so there's like the, the lake the oceans are made out of ink and you're running across actual erasers and pens are trying to stab you thumbtacks with eyeballs just, it's just a lot of weird stuff, and I have no idea what topic we could have possibly come up with that wasn't just Rayman that would have applied to this abstract art. Then where else were we going to put it go along with it? I, I couldn't know. tell you. I don't know. We would have figured something out. I mean, Rayman's a, a guy. He's a Ray. <laughs> he has no arms or legs. <laughs> Raymond. Raymond. What is your take on this, Alex? I don't even know how to describe it, really. Yeah, I like, just... I like the dreamlike quality of it, for sure. <laughs> I feel, you know, so relaxed right now. Like, I could <laughs> probably fall asleep. <laughs> so that, that's your but saying? Not, but, but not in a boring way. Not in a boring way. Like, you know, somebody's just kind of, you know, right behind you, giving you, like, a little massage or something. It's yeah. just so cool. This is um, definitely, like, spa music. And it makes you <laughs> wonder what the composer was kind of thinking when he decided to slap this track over a maddening platformer well, stage. Maybe, like... Uh, the composer had the artwork and the design for the stage and just didn't know that this was going to be something difficult. True. Or he could have also been thinking, you know, we got to keep these guys from breaking their controllers. Maybe <laughs> if we give them some soothing sounds to overlay the frustrating pain that's going to come from their attempts at beating this game, we'll save them lots of money <laughs> and have a soundtrack fan in the process. It's just perfect. It's kismet. All right, so I went differently. So his track had more of like kind of a heavy hip hop beat. So I went with like a really 90s um, like hip hop sound. So this is from the game NBA Live 96 for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Get live on it. Um, yeah, this is, this is a really fun soundtrack. It's got crazy sampled uh, uh, drum breaks and stuff. It's by Traz Damji, Steve Raya, and Vince Mai, I yeah. Mai, <laughs> Mai. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> this is menu theme three for NBA Live '96. You're rocking out to Menu Theme 3 for the game NBA Live 96 for the Sega Genesis, composed by Traz Jamji, Steve Roya, and Vince Mai. And this is just everything I love about like 90s hip-hop music, just shoved into a Sega Genesis. <laughs> it's got like a funky organ. It's got some cool, like chunky, like really badly, like like low bit rate drum breaks. It's just so much fun. And there's some cool stereo effects going on with that bass. Hmm. I, I just honestly appreciate it. This came before the days of the licensed OSTs for all their sports games. Yeah. So, like, it gives the EA guys a chance to flex their chops. Yeah, now, yeah, so I was surprised. I mean, the, uh, this is definitely e, uh, Electronic Arts, and very famously EA games on the Sega Genesis, you would see Rob Hubbard uh, often. Really? Yeah, yeah. So this is not Rob Hubbard, um, obviously. But there's a lot of good sampling in this. Hmm. It's and, and and as a result, it's hard to find a good emulation of some of the music with a lot of sampling in it, because like it's just the way they don't match up quite right, or the clock speeds too fast or too slow. So this is probably the best I could find. Um, do you have any experience with a with a, 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 a basketball games on the Genesis? I do not know. I know. You dodged a bullet. <laughs> None of us have experience with them here for good reason. Well, I grew up with a, with, a, with, a, with a brother who's super into all things, all sports games, every sports game there was. So did he make you play them with him, or did you choose yeah. to engage with him? No, yeah, because sports video games, b before they became simulations, were fun. I don't know, man. My experience with sports games with my brother was getting beat by scores of over 100 points in basketball <laughs> titles. You got to get better, man. The you get, can't get better. You get, you get good. You don't get good. You It's almost like a race car driver coming onto the track with like a Pinto against a guy driving a souped up. It's like, just learn how to drive, man. It's not that hard. Racing's easy. Watch me. Like, no, that's not how it works. 
He basically just turns the table on you, stealing the ball constantly. Doesn't tell you how he's stealing the ball, constantly just frustrating you with his point after point. You know point. what? I don't think you have a problem with sports games. You have a problem with family. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have a problem with family. You ever think about that? <laughs> well, this is like an awesome hip hop track. Do you? Do you and your your track was kind of hip hop ish, Alex. Do you like um when this kind of music appears in video games? I guess it just depends. Like if it fits, if it fits like the mood or like the like the, the whatever stage you're playing. But I will admit there have been also cases where playing I've played a game and a track that you would not expect to fit it at all likely ends up becoming something that you can easily associate with it, either because it's a track that's played during a certain type of scene over and over again, or it just works. Maybe a line of dialogue or maybe yeah. a certain something that triggers the relationship between the theme and the style. Yeah, a lot of this stuff was like done music for like the menu screens and things like that. So I don't know how I don't know how much time you'd be spending on the menus, but probably pretty often selecting characters and things like that. Well, I mean, I think of like I think a main example I've had with that scenario, then I'll stop rambling, is going back to the addiction, the Persona games. When Persona 3 came out and Shoji Maguro take the, took the main helm of it, he went with a lot of pop and hip-hop themes for a number of the tracks in the game. So I didn't really expect to enjoy playing a battle track that was pretty much a hip-hop song for every single battle. And it didn't fit at first, but by maybe like the 15th or 20th of battle in the game, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I love this battle music. But it, up until that point, I would have never made that association. Yeah. And he just keeps doing it. It's pop, and then it becomes like R B. That's cool. But I've only, I've only my only experience with that was a uh, Persona Three, and like that was definitely like super poppy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to Alex's second track. So let's kick off this next block of tunes. So what are you gonna go with next? I'm gonna go with the. Uh, well, I think I'm gonna kind of keep the train going on sports games. Cool. And that I'm gonna. What I want to bring is uh, the team selection theme from NHL 94. That's awesome. This is like the, I think this is like one of the best sports games like ever made. NHL for the, for the just Sega Genesis. Specifically 94? Because if so, man, he made a good yeah. choice pool. 94 is the one. That's the one I played the most of when I was a kid. And this is the Sega CD version. Is that, That's right? That's the one you wanted? Yes. Okay. So I had no idea this was for the Sega CD and actually had different music. Oh, yeah, they took advantage of the CD audio. Yeah, so to dig this track.
Yes. Oh, it has a definitive ending. Yeah, it has an ending. Yeah, that was Team Selection from the game NHL 94 for the Sega CD, composed by Michael J. Suck. Suck. Here go. This is what I live for, Alex. I live for the pronunciation of tips. It's perfect. Uh, that, now that's what I edit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This has, like, TV theme show, like, written all over it. I love that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, you know, you're just flipping through the channel and then, you know, you know you're know, you about to watch a game or something and, like, this starts playing. So um, I take it you're a hockey fan then? Yes. And I take it you're a Flyers fan, right? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I wouldn't associate with that rabble. <laughs> what about a man do you take me for? So, yeah, NHL 94 had, like, this amazing control. It had I think it had fighting in it, but, like, you had to, like, really kind of work at it. And, um, oh, that's right. This was the game that if you knocked them down the right way, like, blood would come out of their head. Oh, whoa. Oh, it was awesome. It was, like, the best thing ever. Actually, uh, <laughs> um, I remember if you go and rewatch the movie Mallrats by Kevin Smith, at the opening of the movie, um, Jason Lee is playing um, NHL 94. That's a random fact. Isn't that a weird fact? I don't know how I remember that. But he's he's playing that instead of talking with his girlfriend, and then she leaves, and that kicks off the movie. (laughs) Yeah. So, what what what's your experience with uh, this game? Like, are were you really into like the uh, the old school hockey games? This was just one of those games where, you know, I heard that it was so good that you know I had to check it out, and like I was already I was already you know a huge hockey fan, so it was like well. You know, I might as well, you know, check out this classic, and I just fell in love with it. Oh, good. Yeah, I think like there should be lyrics to that song. I think that's a job that's been waiting for you for all this time, Rob. No, it's all right. I'm still stuck. I'm still thinking of Rayman um, puns. Twenty-seven years waiting. Twenty-seven. We're old, man. Just accept it. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> oh goodness! It's time for you to bust a rhyme, kick a lyric. Bust a move. Scrim a scribble. All those things. Right. To the beat. To the beat, y'all. All right. Um, Purnell. Well, I stuck with the hockey concept on this one and went with a track. Another scenario where I don't know when I would ever actually pick this for the show, but thank heavens, Alex hit me up with it because it gave me the pass. So makes the pass. <laughs> he thank does. You. I Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Jeepers. Crap apples. I went with the track Character Select from the game Hit the Ice. Yes. For the, it was all, again, on a number of systems, but this one was the TurboGrafx-16, and it was composed by Hiroshigi Tanamura. Yes, and you're going to hear voices, some some voice acting. Don't spoil it! Let it go! <laughs> let it go! Right. <laughs> you got to let it happen.
Welcome back. You are listening to Character Select from the game Hit the Ice, composed by Hiroshige Tanamura. Yeah, if I you- took another crack at that name because I think the first time I borked it a little. Oh, you got it right. I thought it was good. Oh, shucks. Thanks. For now, you can't do any wrong in here, man. I don't know is that sometimes. Yeah, well. Sometimes. We don't talk about that time. Want to have too many tacos. Um, so do you know this one? This sounds like, a, like it'd be like an arcadey one with people like yelling at each other and like like elbows and stuff. It actually is. This I bet this is probably the only hockey game aside from Blades of Steel that I ever actually bought. And considering that Blades of Steel was for Darnell, that probably doesn't even count for me. But uh, this is my attempt at getting a game that would allow me to kind of click with the sports friends I had back in the day. Yeah. And I would say this could be described as a hockey version of NBA Jam, whereas you know oh. NBA Jam reduced the total player count on a team and made it a little bit more excessive as far as like weirdness. Yeah, this game pretty much does that. The place only like, is two players and a goalie on each team. Yeah, and they all have general like like crazy stereotypes. Like one's like a biker, and they usually have like missing teeth. This was an arcade game, right? Yeah, it was originally in the arcade. I believe Taito did it. And then it eventually hit a bunch of consoles. And the one I had, again, was for the TurboGrafx-16. It can be honestly pretty fun. It, I enjoyed playing the game, though I ultimately was bad at it as yeah, it goes. Yeah, it's kind of in the vein of, like, Arch Rivals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just two-on-two or whatever, three-on-three. And they're very lenient about punching and, like, hitting yeah. the other players, so... That reminds me... Not reminds me of the same game, but, like, thinking of arcade hockey reminds me of... I don't know if, that's what it's, if this is what it's called, but my brother always called it human hockey. I think there was a. It's like um, it's mutant like a, hockey league. Alex, no. Um, uh, uh, it's like a dome. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a plexiglass dome, and it's like foosball, but it's hockey players. Oh, are you thinking of uh, yeah. bubble hockey? Bubble hockey. I couldn't remember the name it was called. I used to love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So did it work like foosball with the sticks going underneath it? Yeah, there's, there's sticks underneath of it, and you can twist them, and like little guys would just like slap back and. Forth. Oh, they were. Sp- oh, I have seen. Yeah, those but before. it was like in a bubble of plexiglass, and like you just. It was fun, man. That was cool stuff. I was that guy I just enjoyed spitting the men. <laughs> Whether or not they hit a puck was irrelevant at that point. Spinach. So were you ever into the games like um, NFL Blitz? I wanted to like NBA Jam. I struggled. I tried. I unlocked Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. It just wasn't happening for me. Like you know, that, Bill Clinton wasn't doing it for you. No, no, it just wasn't quite up to the up to the task. No saxophone work here. What about what about track and field? Track and field games, I was fine yeah, with. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it was just I don't know. Like it, that was a good old button slapper. I was the kid button growing slapper. up where we had the Super Nintendo set up or any number of consoles. And I don't want to play the games like the Jumpin' Flashes or the Mario World 2s yeah. or the Uniracers. And then somebody will bring NBA Jam over, and that's pretty much usurped the entire night because people won't stop playing that. But yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> but I don't want to be bored of it, so I try anyway. And it just drives me nuts. I remember the um, the first NFL Blitz in the arcade actually had a spot where you can put in the N64 memory card. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, on the there were there were, you would choose your play on the arcade machine and then the 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 computer would run the plays for you like the ones you weren't controlling, but you can bring in your own plays from home, put them on a memory card, stick them in the machine, and play them. This was NBA Jam. Uh, uh, no, uh, NFL Blitz. NFL Blitz. Okay, yeah. isn't that crazy? I was about to say, like, yeah, it is nuts. I mean, I do know that there was like PS One memory card was, slots, but this before it kind of blows yeah, me away a bit. Super unfair. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those, Alex? Because I can tell you now, I haven't seen Squat like that. Oh, no, no. This is the first time I've heard about this. Yeah, it's really interesting. Rob goes to these 
these, I don't know, these exotic arcades. We, I used to work at an arcade ages ago, and we had all the new stuff would come in, and, and stuff I, I, I keep looking for now or trying to remember what they were, and, and it's hard to find. Anyway, so I went, I went super classic. I went hockey, so stayed in the hockey theme because I like hockey. And this is the game hockey for the Nintendo. <coughs> NES hockey. Yeah, just NES hockey. I love NES hockey. You played NES hockey, right? Heavens no. What? Okay, we gotta do this. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, which one did I choose here. This is the select team music for ice hockey, and it is just jazzy beyond belief. This is just a great track. And let's give it a listen. short track that's it, it that's all you get man that's all you need <laughs> you look like i'm so perplexed here i was just getting into it, it was like it's already done like well i mean this is classic classic nintendo um this is the select team music for ice hockey for the nes composed by soya oka and i just i love all those little grace notes like at the end of every little phrase that did it's just so much fun I think Sayoka just didn't real didn't expect people to be indecisive when they picked their NES hockey team. Do you want to be the red team or the blue team? Well, what's fun is like so she did the music for Mario Kart, and you can kind of hear a little bit of that kind of fun, jazzy, almost tropical sound. And I'm reaching really far. You really are, but I wasn't <laughs> going to question it because like you're the guy who has the ear for this stuff. But no, like um, like the Mario on the Mario um, uh, Mario Speedway tracks, the Mario tracks. I think it's similar. I think it's there. You gotta give me that. Alex, he's reaching, man. Look, I love it. He, he's oh, like, he's man, just stop. <laughs> he's like, just stop. Because that's where I'm at, too. Like, it sounds like good bleeps and bloops, and that's okay. It's good, it's good jazzy stuff. So, yeah, I like the ice, ho- ice hockey. You chose your team of four, four or five players, and you just chose the big guy, the mid-level guy, or the little guy. Now, did they have... Were there like fake names, or did they just have colored no, jerseys? They were just they were just colored jerseys, if I remember. And you just choose big, middle, or little. And we always called the big guy. Um, what we call them? Mongo? No, we call them like tub tub tubster or something. But we called the little guy feeble. The little feeble meeble. And he would he would so the big guy was slower, but he could knock down other people. Oh, so I don't know. It was cool. It was a lot like Final Fantasy, right? So <laughs> exactly. I mean, casting those spells on the ice like well, you, you do. chose at the beginning of Final Fantasy for the Nintendo, uh, which how many white mages you want to have and, and um, uh, red mages, and it's just like ice hockey. Exactly, like ice hockey, all the way down to the hitting the puck at Astros, the Dark Elf. Ice hockey is a lot, a lot like life in that way. You know, sometimes you need a healer. No, sometimes you, you have to smash some faces. Yeah, but I don't know who would constitute a healer in the world of hockey. Exactly. Sometimes you get a sphere and you become a martial arts expert. Nah, they just drink beer to become martial arts <laughs> experts. That's all they do. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I feel powerful. Powerful. But 
Yeah, maybe one day we will try. I mean, it couldn't take like but two seconds to give hockey a shot for the NES. Yeah, I gotta hook up a second controller to my um, emulation station. Oh, yeah, if you do, then I'll bring one over. Yeah, we should do that. All right, let's move on to the final pick from Alex. Um, what have you got for us? I got Guarhar Lagoon from Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. listening to Guajar Lagoon from the game Mario and Luigi's Superstar Saga. This is for the Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Got it right. By Yoko Shimomura. This is great. She is a musical juggernaut. Yeah. All, all of her stuff is, is just, it's, 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 it varies. Like, her styles vary. And, um, and this is just classic, fun island Mario. Now, what inspired you to choose the track from the best of the Mario and Luigi games there, sir? I don't know if I would say that it is the best Mario <laughs> Luigi game, but oh, mercy. <laughs> Which one? I, I honestly, personally, I like uh, Bowser's Inside Story the best out of all of them. But Superstar Saga, I think it's a close second. I can go with that at least because there. I think for me, the reason why I dug the first one so much is because one, it was just a that was the first of the huge shift before even that Mario and Luigi games were a thing that could be done. Um, it brought back the Koopa kids who were like dead for years. Um, <laughs> the humor was on point throughout the entire game, and I genuinely just kind of like the side characters a lot too. It just kind of had the total package. And this, is, and this is this again has that fun island with the um, uh, the steel drum. But it's really short. Is 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 that is that part of the reason you like this one, or did it play in a certain part of the game? Well, I mainly picked this specific track because it seems like everyone's a lot familiar with you know a lot of the stuff at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and this is more towards the end. So, so maybe you're right because I was thinking like I feel like this is the music that plays on the part where you first get the magic hands. Yes, Ooh. it is. That's what. See, I sometimes I still got it. Magic hands. Yeah, it's the only Mario game in the series, unless I'm missing one. Oh no! Stop it, you. <laughs> no, this isn't about psych <laughs> stuff. But like, yeah, like you, Mario gets the fire hand, and Luigi gets like the lightning hand. Oh, cool. And it results in some pretty funny bros attacks. <laughs> I like bros attacks. They're awesome, man. And they just get better with each game. All right, let's get hooked on the brothers. Hooked on the brothers. The brothers. For now, what you got? Well, 
I think you'll appreciate the track I picked then because I picked what I thought was the best boss theme in the series, which happens to be from Bowser's Inside Story because that's just how I roll sometimes. Um, and the track in question is basically, well, I'm wondering if you guys will think it's as active as I typically think it is because I really do think it's a pretty bouncy track. But it's called They're Pretty Tough, Should We Be Careful? And as we uh, mentioned earlier, it's the same composer, Yoko Shimomura hit this piece. So let's give it a go. You are listening to they're really they're oh, they're pretty tough. Should we be careful from the game Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story by Yoko Shimomura? Yeah, this is this is this is classic, almost Kingdom Hearts style Yoko Shimomura. This is it's it's like it's dangerous and fun. Like this is the adventure. That's song. the name of the track I, I was remembering now. Rowdy Rumble. Rowdy That's Rumble. the track okay. from Kingdom Hearts Two that I feel like maybe that I mean well technically I think that game came. No, I didn't come before this. Kingdom Hearts 2 came after Superstar Saga. Now we're getting back to the old yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't ones. have an advance. This is advanced, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have an advance. No, no, no. So it's DS. No, it's DS. Well, I got a DS way late and didn't play a lot of games other than puzzle games. Yeah, with, with you. <laughs> well, that's how it happens, man. So, I broke people in. And when, when games came out for that system, I kind of like, I don't know when things happened or, or what. And also, I can't believe I asked he even questioned if Kingdom Hearts 2 came up before this game. Freaking obviously, Kingdom Hearts 2 came up before this game. But anyway, like to me, this track, aside from just being spectacular, truly emphasizes the level of humor and general laughs that can come from some of the battles in this game. Um, the boss that I mainly remember the most from this particular game is there's a point where you're inside of Bowser's brain in it and you have to fight what he remembers as being how the Mario Brothers are. Yeah. So it's basically you're fighting his memory of the Mario Brothers. Oh, that's cool. And it's ridiculous. And like they have, they do brothers attacks kind of like you do, but they're all absurd and like flawed. But, um, <laughs> it's just... It's a very energetic and bouncy tune, and it made me heavily anticipate new bosses in the game. Oh, that's cool. And it's probably one of the only times I can think of where I was excited to do the boss rush because it was like, I get to hear this like seven times in a row. Oh, there's, was, a, bo- there's a boss rush. Yeah, you can unlock a boss rush when you beat the game. Oh, sweet. But um, yeah, to me, this is my favorite boss theme in the series. 
Dream Team is a second, but it doesn't. Dream Team doesn't come close to this one. How about you, Alex? What do you think about this? You know, it's got you know just this whole fun energy to it. But what I really like about the track is when it kind of just kind of goes into a bit of a dark place, and it's like, ooh, you know, oh like, yeah, you know, yeah facing when, something big when that beat comes in, right? You have to expect the villain to kind of sneer at the screen and go back to business. <laughs> well, it's so different because the rest of this, it's like it's super fast, and you've got like a lot of the. Um, like the the beats got the the snares going, did, 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 and then suddenly it breaks down into kind of like a break beat halfway through. And I'm not sure if you have played them in the past, but the way the games are done, mm-hmm. Rob, yep. is tell that me, tell um, me all about it. They all <laughs> the battles at both um, attacking and defense are button based and timing based, oh, okay. so you are not just like watching for enemies to hit you and then verse versa. You actually have to time your attacks and actually time the presses to either to pretty much jump out of the way of attacks that are coming at you. Oh, that's fun. So, it's still turn-based, but you're still timing your attacks? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, that's fun. Which further makes it nice that there's this bouncy atmosphere to the music. It's like it, it just adds that much more energy to what you're already doing. A little doing. bit like a, like a rhythm game almost. Yeah, and some of the boss patterns can get pretty ridiculous too. So you will be swearing at the screen and like mashing the button sometimes or just doing whatever. So, Well, the track I chose is not Mario. You should be ashamed of yourself. But it is a mascot. Is it Sonic? No. So I wanted a... Rayman? I want... Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Anticipation. What I wanted uh, was, was kind of that same island feeling that he got from the uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga track. So this is from... Rystar. Ah, I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Alex, I have this belief that he's going to play every track that exists in that game before we're done this show. <laughs> this is from, I think it's round 1-2 or something. This is called Dancing Leaves. It's in that first the first world where it's all uh, forest. And this is composed by Tomoko Sasaki. This is the dancing leaves, and they are dancing from the oh, game yeah. <laughs> from the game Rystar 
for the Sega Genesis, composed by Tomoko Sasaki. And this is just the Sega Genesis hardware in the right hands. It's just, it's beautiful. I love when that first um, lead comes in. It just, it's so smooth. And I can hear all the sound effects over this as it was playing, yeah, too. Yeah. See, Rise Star really is a, it really is a genuinely special game. And it was such a departure from Sonic 2. It really was. Like, colorful, it was actually surprisingly more colorful than Sonic, I thought. Yeah, I think so, too. And, the, of course, the speed difference, because whereas Sonic was all about hitting high hops and fast loops, Rise Star is slow as molasses and can't jump very high at all. <laughs> yeah, his jumping was terrible. But, um, yeah, it's a good point that, like, the sound effects and the music actually really complement each other. Like, I feel like the whole game was was thought out really, really, really well. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great game um, and just a fantastic soundtrack. It's one of the best, I think one of the best, like, Genesis soundtracks ever. Just overall sound boutique. Yeah, I feel like you get, you get a little bit of everything with the soundtrack. Have you played much of this game at all, Alex, or no? I actually haven't, surprisingly. <laughs> it's it, it, it's really it's it's a short one, and it's really worth checking out whenever if you ever get a chance to like dig into some uh, some classic gaming sometime. Well, after Rob's heartfelt discussion of how much he loves Ristar, now you almost have to try. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it's uh, it's just like I don't know, like. Sonic was supposed to be edgy or whatever. It was supposed to be in the 90s. But Rystar is just pure joy. It really is. He's just a happy guy. All the Pretty much all the worlds, even like the ones that you would think would be more dire, like Planet, Planet Scorch, yeah, they yeah, all the kind of have a happy vibe to them. They do. They absolutely do. Um, yeah, and one day I will play all of the Rystar music on our show. It's going to happen. <laughs> you got to check out the oh, go back and check to just note them all down to see which, which ones you're still missing. Yeah. Bring it up next week on the show. It's like, I'm only missing three. The option screen, the ending track, and like, I don't know, some sound effect. I don't know, something. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy sound effects I should play on the show. <laughs> it's just, it's you know, in, in Rob's defense, though, I think it's been a little while since he played a track from Rystar. It really has. See, but See? I'm all, but I'm always watching and waiting because he, he just what he wants us to think. He wants to get us relaxed and comfortable, and thinking that we've forgotten about Rise Star, and then bam. Well, I feel like dancing leaves. I've played like my favorite tracks. I've already played my favorite tracks from the game, but then I I go back and listen to it again, and I find more. That I'm like, oh wait, wait, that one was good too. There's always more. And then when you think you're done, you're going to find a hidden sound test menu <laughs> with unused tracks on it. No, it's not hidden. No, that that menu is there. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's there for you. For it's there for me. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> you and Rystar, damn, yeah. damn it! All right, I'm going to bring the track down, all the way down, so that we can get into our bonus round. Bonus round. Do the do. Uh, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. And our theme today is Alex. <laughs> uh, I like that theme. Yeah, it's a good, pretty cool theme. So, um, Alex, what did you bring for the bonus round? It's titled, it's titled F-Zero, Mute City, Big Blue, and Port Town by Entertainment System.
Oh, that was the entertainment system with uh, for, uh, their medley from F Zero, Mute City, Big Blue, and Port Town. And whew, also oh, known as Solid Gold. That was awesome. I feel like they hit every note, and it's just a great, great selection for the medley. I mean, F Zero music's awesome to begin with, but I just, I love that. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that, Alex. Thanks. Like, I listened to it this, uh, this morning. And I was rocking out really, like, really into it. And just listening to it again, it's like it's like hearing it for the first time again. That was I, I don't think I've ever really actually heard the entertainment system before today. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. And you you know them, right? Yeah. Or you heard, do you know them or have you heard them? Or? I know them. You know them. Of course you know them. Oh, stop <laughs> it. You know everybody. Hey, I wish I knew everybody. Shoot. The things I'd do. The discounts I'd get. <laughs> All right. So, Purnell, what's your accompaniment? Well, I pretty much went down the logical path here, which is I know about Entertainment System, and I know they disbanded, Yeah. Um, but a number of the bands eventually moved into Rare Candy, so I was like, well, take a track from Rare Candy. Are the members of the band moved into Rare Candy? Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, funny thing I'll lead into before I pick the track, and I figure you actually would be interested in hearing this too, Alex, partly why I picked the track, is that uh, the bassist for Entertainment System, his name is Chris Baines, he's a friend of mine. And he is also the basis for Rare Candy. But in addition to that, he actually decided to go into a business venture with a friend of his, and they started their own music studio. Um, it's just like Chris Baines' music. And I would have picked a track from there, but he does mainly original compositions with oh, his, cool. from his background in like music game covers and like video game music covers and stuff. But it's just um, www.chrisbainesmusic.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it up on the site, too. Oh, that would be awesome, yeah, because yeah, his music is awesome. And when you mention entertainment, it's like, well, yep, there you go. But since due to the fact that the covers for games is mainly through his bands, I'm going to go with Rare Candy, which is a ridiculously good band. Oh, fantastic. And the track that I chose is the Pokemon Trainer Battle from Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Fire, Red, and Leaf Green. There you go. So, if you've never heard this before, you're in for a treat. If you have, like it anyway. It's still good. All right, here we go.
Well, I hope you got to catch all that, or rather, I hope you caught all that. Because, that was awesome. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad you like that. We we, I love the rare candy. When I when I ran into them at uh, Oticon that one year, it was just a blast. It was it was an unexpected blast. They're an awesome band that gets a lot of joy. They can you can clearly tell they're having fun when they record and play shows and such. Awesome band as a whole. Um, I'm, have you ever heard them prior to today? Actually, no. Oh, well, you're in for a world of fun then, man. They got a lot of stuff out there. And if you like entertainment system, if I, I know at least the bassist and the drummer went over to Rare Candy. And they're still at it. They're actually in the studio making a new album now. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So um, on that same like rock group idea, um, I chose from the, uh, the Advantage. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I really like the Advantage sound because I feel like they, they do less – um, on the heavy distorted guitar and more of like kind of like a, a fun kind of West Coast like uh, surf vibe. Oh, surfer dude. Sort of, like just in the guitar sound. So this is from Double Dragon 2, Mission 5, The Forest of Death. <laughs> that doesn't sound very West Coast at all. Well, you know, it's a lot like hockey. So let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the advantage. Double Dragon 2, Mission 5, The Forest of Death. From the West Coast. From the Advantage. Actually, I don't know where they're from. I just like that. I like their music. <laughs> I just like that. I'm just stuck on that. And now I'm starting to think maybe see, maybe Washington State has a number of death forests for all we know. <laughs> Probably a ton of them. Up yeah, there. yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, in, in, the, in the Redwoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you had an advantage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, have, have you heard the advantage before, Alex? Surprisingly, no, I haven't, too. Well, we're just hooking you up this yeah, episode. Yeah, we're just hooking you up. Some, some fun yeah. stuff to check out. Um, yeah, that, their sound is a, is a lot like that. I feel like they um, they stick a lot closer to the original compositions. I think they're one of the more like one of the more OG game cover bands too, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're one of the start, like one of the first. But I can't speak to that, as I'm sure I'm sure there was others. I'm sure there were plenty of others. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a, I'm sure there's a bulk of them. But I think the number one first was usually considered to be the mini bosses. But right. then beyond that, I mean, like it's like it's like it's the, there's like a wealth of them showed up. Yeah. I just think Advantage was amongst that pile. Yeah, of I, th- the, I think of the first ones that I learned about, and I know that these are before them. That's that's all I know. But they have a really cool sound. 
Um, so for more information on the artists on the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com and we'll have links to their band camps and sound clouds and everywhere else you can get their music. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us on episode eight seven. Um, all three of us, Pernell, myself, and Alex. Alex, thanks for coming on the show and, and, and spending the time. Hey, thanks for having me on here, guys. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, it was just a, it was a really cool exercise to like explore you know different music and, and, and music picked from someone with different experiences than us. And genuinely, just having a fan slash friend on the show. Because yes. it's always nice to get another perspective on choices of tunes. Because one thing when you're always in your own bubble saying, I'm listening to this today. We got to put this out today. <laughs> right. But then someone else steps in and is like, you know, you should take this track from NHL 94. I think you'll like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would have never, never gone to that. Even though I have like all these experiences of playing NHL 94, I've never thought of the music before. Yeah. Sports games, they surprisingly have pretty good music. They do. They absolutely do. And um, we're going out on Outrun. I love the Outrun arcade song. Arcade music, I mean. Yeah, I like the music in Outrun, though I could never do the game proper because it was one of those hit the hit the checkpoint constantly games yeah. that always frustrated me to no end. I love racing games, man. Oh, they're fun. It's just there's racing games and then there's hit the checkpoint games. <laughs> it's like, put this quarter in. And if you're really good, of course, you don't think like this, but if you're like me... You think they designed the game so that you couldn't possibly get to another checkpoint without dropping money? Like it's yeah, impossible to yeah, do. Yeah, like cruising, the cruising USA games. Oh. Yeah, like that. Like you'll be hitting the gas. Like I know I'm going as fast as the car will go. Well, the How cru- am I still not making it? The like, cruising wasn't really a checkpoint, right? It was like just trying to get to the finish for each stage. I think there was still a clock, though. Yeah, I'm sure there was. All right. No, 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 no. That's right. It was first place that you keep going. Yeah, well, they had to have a clock because otherwise you could put money in and just let it go. And if you walked away from the machine, it would just keep going. <laughs> That's true. Um, anyway, uh, if you would like to get in contact with us and learn more about the show, send us an email. Rhythm and Pixels at Holy Crap, It's Raining. No, Rhythm and Pixels <laughs> at Hotmail.com. Um, if you want to learn more about the show, if you'd like to get a full track listing, um, and if you'd like to see more about the bonus round artists, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. I love that. And then um, uh, if you want to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, all the social media places, you can get a hold of us there. It's all at Rhythm and Pixels. One word. Put it in there and we'll come right up. Um, Also, um, if you like what you're hearing and if you're feeling generous, please go to Patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. Every little bit helps. Uh, Thank you, Alex. That's incredibly appreciated. Believe you me, it yeah. does help. It really does. <laughs> really, really helps us out here. Um, and also, uh, if you would like to come see us uh, live, come on out to Too Many Games um, in uh, Pennsylvania. And June 25th, we'll be there on Sunday. 
Oaks, and Pennsylvania. Oaks, Pennsylvania. Having a good time. This might be my first too many games. Really? Yeah, I've never been. Oh, have fun. You can play Jubeat. Yeah, that's right. I've never played Jubeat before. There you go. I always thought it was Ubeat. Hey, hiding our hairs, tissel <laughs> tassels, Ubeat, Jubeat. Yeah. Hit squares to the beat. That's all that matters. It's anyway, it'd be, it'd be great to have, uh, have a nice little crowd. But if not, you know, we're going to have a good time anyway. We'll, we'll pretend there's a crowd. You'll never know the difference. Don't worry about it. Until the guys in the white coats show up and drag us out. <laughs> there were so many people. <laughs> Standing room only. <laughs> Alex, thanks for joining the show. Um, tell us, um, you know, I never asked you at the beginning of the show or before the show. Did you, did you have anything that you do that you wanted to plug, like anything online, like a YouTube channel or um, or anything that you do? I run a Facebook group called VGM Podcast Fans, and what we do is just talk about our favorite, you know, video game music podcasts, including this one. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's um there's actually a, a good number of awesome video game music podcasts out there. Um, they're all excellent with great hosts, good buddies. Yeah, it's honestly, and I admit, Alex's group has been really nice for putting us in more touch with great people who like great jams. It's just been fun conversation and dialogue had ever since it opened up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, well, Alex, thanks for coming with us on uh, today. Um, just really appreciated uh, taking time out your evening to just chat with us and time out uh, of your schedule to, to pick music for us too. It was definitely awesome, friend. Definitely awesome. And thank you for joining us and hanging out. All right. We are the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Good night. And remember, I really don't have a specific thing for this episode, but the only thought I had was that, going back to an earlier point, was that it's awesome to have Alex on the show. Um, Been around since we started doing the podcast been chatting with him and just like seeing his name pop up on the groups and such he's always been a pretty genuine guy and honestly that's kind of the, one of the best aspects to dealing with a lot of these podcast scenarios like it's more of the genuine people in the community where they just kind of care about the actual art of the music they don't want to they're not around the trash talk and be general jerks they just like what they like and they want to talk about with like-minded people alex is one of those people and quite frankly It'd be nice to talk to more people like that because it just kind of goes to show you that it's not all the dark side of Reddit <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. So. That's good. We're kind of like one, you know, just huge, big, happy family. I agree. Know? I agree 100%, man. It's just everybody's awesome, and that's great. Great.